Hello everybody and welcome to it. You're tuned into the Abide Podcast with your girl, the one and only Mrs. L. And today I am rocking with Mabu. How you Mister. doing? Mr. Oh uh, my goodness. <laughs> Not Mr. L. <laughs> Listen, I love this for you. <laughs> that is right. I'm rocking with Mabu today and we are doing something new that I'm integrating into my content structure. Um, one that we are <laughs> phrasing load shedding chats. Uh, I don't know what we'll call it when there's no more load shedding. We'll see. But for the foreseeable future, load shedding chats might chill cause SCOM. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. You can consider this a limited series. We're hoping Ooh, it's a limited series. Okay. We're hoping it's a limited series, yeah. right? Because we are mm. prophesying that it will come to an end exactly, in Jesus' name. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So in these chats, myself and Mr. Al are basically just going to be having some conversations that we think are really important to have, you know, based on honestly anything and everything uh that's happening either in current affairs in the church you know from relationships anything man that we can think of that we think would be beneficial for you to hear right Mm -hmm. um so oh wow the electricity just came back we've been at this (laughs) but anyway so that's exactly what this is all about it's just us having conversations that we think would be beneficial for other Christians and even non-Christians maybe to hear just as a think piece, you know, something to think about. Mm. Um, you might agree, you might not agree with what we have to say, but always bear in mind that a lot of the things that we are going to be talking about will be from a, a, a Christian perspective. So that should give you some context as to why we think what we think and why we say what we say. But anyway, without going too deep into it, my love, what are we talking about today? We are going to be talking about an inver- a very important topic and something that has plagued the church um, and in some respect, Christians are adopting uh, the doctrine of uh, radical feminism mm. or even fe- feminism as a concept in general. Yeah. And we're also going to be talking about eroding masculinity mm. and how that has crept into the church. Um, and, and what I was saying to you um, last, last night is feminism seems to have a shifting definition. Mm, mm. I remember being asked this question not so long ago. Yeah. Uh, a lady came to me and she said, "Do you believe that women and men are should be or should be afforded the same rights and are equal?" Mm-hmm. To which I said, "Yes." And then she responded and she said, "Well, that means you are a feminism or you a are feminist. a feminist." Mm. And well, I'll, I'll say it out here forthright that I'm no way. A feminist. Okay, you just felt like making that declaration. <laughs> Let's make that declaration. <laughs> Put that out there. Very clear. Mm. And I say that because feminism itself, I believe, has shifting um, definitions. Definitions, yeah. And we've seen that it has had several waves. We've mm. had the first wave, which was about women's suffrage and women having the ability to to vote. Mm. We've had uh, the second wave that has come, mm. which challenged the roles of women within the home, the home and had yeah. women coming out of the home mm-hmm. and um, basically challenged their, their role in, in society. And we've had the third wave come, which was about challenging um, heteronormativity. Yeah, and promoting more of a, sorry to say, sexual pros- promiscuity. Yeah. As intense as that sounds. Sexual promiscuity yeah. and also um, brought about uh, the rights to sexual reproductive um, 
um, access. Yeah. One so, with one one being abortion. Yeah. Which in itself, Christians are very split up upon. Yeah. We think about the recent Roe versus Wade um, yeah. pronouncement, which was overturned in the Supreme Court in in, in the United States, mm. and you have Christians on so, on social media having differing views whether this is a good thing, whether this yeah. is a bad thing. Like, why is that even a question? When you're a Christian. <laughs> But I get it, yeah. Mm. So, even this topic is going to be, yeah. I would imagine a a topic that has people split on, on 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 either ends. Yeah. Whether that be, feminism is a good thing. Or feminism is is not a is not a good thing yeah. in the church. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, no, because it's a good thing that we make the distinction between the church and the world Mm -hmm. we have to make that that distinction because what's good in the world is not necessarily good in the church Mm -hmm. right apostle paul is it him or is it a is it a he said everything is good but not everything is beneficial for me Mm -hmm. and then also there's a proverb that says that there's a way that seems right but in the end it leads to death Mm -hmm. right so that's that concept of thinking that everything that you think looks right because the world says it's right Mm -hmm. you know concepts of you know i mean i get people asking me how many genders do you think there are how many should there be i should (laughs) what it's like it's an (laughs) open-ended question question. like at this point it could go on forever Mm -hmm. you know um things like that and it's, it's touchy subjects that i i'm i don't know why christians are so scared to speak on these kinds of things you know i mean if the world can be as free to say you should be a feminist all men should be feminists but not accept when we say "Mm, that doesn't work for us and be okay with it like we're not saying don't live your live but why can't i live in my belief and in my truth but anyway so like i was saying the distinction between the world and the church is very we have to make it and when we talk about these topics Mm-hmm. You know, so feminism might be good out in the world, but when we bring it in the church, that's a different conversation completely. And I like that you gave a definition of the the different waves because, like, we're on the fourth wave now, mm-hmm. and apparently there's a, there's a fifth one on the precipice oh, really? <laughs> already. Um, so, 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 a lot of what we're seeing, if we were going by the basic definition of what feminism used to be Mm. before everything that it is now which is just scary was ultimately the equality you know of the sexes right in a worldly manner or in a worldly context that's great Mm. right um i mean we we don't want a situation where it looks like we are and i don't think god is even what's the word um wanting for one sex to rule over the other that was never the intention of God. Mm-hmm. It was that we all live together in harmony, in community, you know, building together, having mm-hmm. dominion together, mm-hmm. subduing together, working in tandem to make, you know, the vision come to life. Mm-hmm. So the issue that we find that feminist rides, feminism rides on is that all men are trying to rule over women and we're fighting the patriarchy. Yeah, we're fighting the patriarchy. We're fighting the man. That's an issue. Man. Which is... Which is radical feminism, yeah. which I would suppose this is the fourth wave of this feminism. This is the fourth, yeah. Where we're fighting the patri- patriarchy, and anything that relates to the patriarchy must be brought down. Yeah. And um, I think it's also important now, what is patriarchy? To give definitions. Yeah. Because I think, and very, very, very correct, because in their essence, ne, 
you could probably ask someone like if you go on the street and you have like a quick chat it's like what do you think what is patriarchy you know immediately for people maybe who don't necessarily know the true definition of what it really is it did immediately spark ah oh, toxic masculinity men trying to control us that is the immediate thought when you think patriarchy men controlling women mm. that and it's not even that you know good def like easy definition on google the first thing that pops up is that it's a system or a governance where there is a male figure who is in charge that doesn't necessarily now you see that in and of itself is not a negative thing ne there's nothing inherently wrong with the term patriarchy if we look at i mean cuz i remember i had this thought process this mindset yeah. and i always used to challenge my dad mm. and be like ah patriarchy tata he patriarchy kwale bafuneke senze you know for my english speakers <laughs> you know i would always just challenge my dad and be like because i had that feminist mindset i won't lie like at some point it was really the devil was here in my head with that stuff because it just creates a defensiveness you just don't want to see the other side's perspective because you're convinced you're being wronged mm. you know mm. so you're constantly coming with a energy just of wanting to fight mm. right and my dad used to be like he i love the fact that he actually spoke to me and he was like you believe in the bible i said yeah you're a christian i said yeah and he said you can't be a feminist i said i want johnny a patriarchy and he said let's go look at the word and understanding patriarchy from the perspective of the word it is genuinely just how god intended things to be for the good of a woman actually for the good of the family it was never about men ruling over women and we can't put men man's decision or man's behavior on god mm-hmm. these are choices that people make we have free will at the end of the day mm-hmm. so if something that was inherently good becomes bad mm-hmm. that's not on god's hands mm-hmm. so we can't put those petty things on god and say oh no the patriarchy there's nothing inherently wrong with the term patriarchy mm-hmm. the issue is what it has been made out to be exactly let's that's it's quite interesting so let's juxtapose um dismantling patriarchy mm. and parallel it also with eroding masculinity, masculinity. Mm. oh um, yes yes because i think that's that's, that's a nice one. that's an interesting segue into this conversation yeah. and especially con- trying to understand what radical feminism really is right mm. radical feminism in a sense that men we don't need you we're hyper dependent we can do yeah. this on our own and we'll yeah. get into I know at this point we're talking about you know radical feminism we'll get into eroding masculinity in mm. a second and just how let's investigate what happens when there is not a father within the home or what happens yeah. to when you try to erase men from the picture erase men from the picture yeah. and I was reading up um on stats in preparation Ooh. for this for this conversation my babe in that just to not to cut you off just mm-hmm. to add before you go into the stats mm-hmm. i just googled like radical feminism as a political ideology mm-hmm. and it says on google basically this is from wikipedia just basic Pol- radical feminism is a perspective within feminism that calls for a radical reordering mm-hmm. of society mm-hmm. in which male quote unquote supremacy is eliminated in all social and economic contexts Mm. while recognizing that women's experiences are also affected by other divisions etc etc mm. i'm just stuck there by a radical reorgan reordering yeah so it's like that thing that you were saying i don't i don't support a male supremacy because then that means that everything we do is sub, is is to 
better the life of a man. That's not that's not what we're trying to push here. That's not mm. what I'm saying. Mm. And that's obviously also not biblical, <laughs> right? The issue I have here is the reordering of society as we know it, and that's exactly what we're seeing. Mm. Well, any linear, normal <laughs> concept or way of life has been made to seem wrong. Mm. You know, anything that 50 years ago was right is now taboo. It's mm. like, how dare you not call me by my pronouns, zay, zem, zer. And you're like, what the hell is that? Mm. <laughs> you know? Mm. So, so, so that, that was just to like add a, a definition to that radical feminism that it's actually like, it's like a war on, it's a war on God's original intent. Yes. But we're neither here nor there. Because <laughs> but if, we we're, if we're talking about reordering, the way society is structured, yeah, you have to question whose order are they ordering? Oh yes. And what is the order first? What is the order first? Who and may who put it in place? Mm-hmm. Now, what is the what is the alternative that they're trying to put in? Because mm. you know, r- radical feminists at at the core of it don't have a problem with um, men who hold these. Who hold these traditional Pro- views, or yeah. even women who hold these traditional views, mm. what they essentially have a problem with is God's original intent. Yeah. yeah. So, but but let's let's go into let's that go. The, um, yeah. into that conversation of what happens when there there's are, no male figure. There's no male figures, and I was, I was saying earlier that I was reading up on stats, mm. and to to contextualize this, mm. it said that. Black families, specifically black families in South Africa, mm. um, there are children, 70% of children, black children in South Africa are living without fathers within the home, mm. um, which means that you and I are part of that 30% that have the privilege of having, having, both, parents. having both parents in the home. Yeah. And I went on and I read, reading up on the consequences of those 70% of children who don't have fathers mm. and it said that most of the children who end up in juvie mm. come from fatherless homes yeah uh, most of um the rapists. children rapists mm. uh people who don't finish school yeah. and other you know issues that plague yeah. fatherless homes social ills social ills yeah. are because there's a lack of a father within the home mm. which also speaks to eroding masculinity yeah. in a sense yeah. that men yeah. don't understand what their role is within their home men aren't taking up their positions mm. rightful positions rightful positions yeah as heads of the home now when we say heads of the home there are already some women who are like what mm-hmm. you say? I know you ain't said that <laughs> in 2022 we're still talking about this we're still talking about <laughs> heads of the home yeah because in the idea that is being floated around is that the woman can be the head of the home. Mm. The women can. A woman can be fathers. Do you ever see those? And this is again not, not saying we're not celebrating women who are you know who are raising their kids. Mm. But there is a problem with thinking that women can be both mom and dad, because if we're going by these statistics and leaving spirituality or Christianity to the side, this is just social issues Mm -hmm. that are directly affected by the absence of a father figure in the household Mm -hmm. 
we're not even saying this thing is not saying Christian parents. Mm-hmm. This thing is saying black families or black children, 70% of black children in South Africa are being raised without a father in the home. Mm. That tells you that there's a direct correlation between men not being present to social ills. Mm. And if we then hold the stance to say, I can do everything, there's no doubt, I'm sure you can, but is it beneficial? I'm sure you can do everything, but do you have to? Because it might seem good to you to do everything, but as you can see, there is a direct consequence. Mm-hmm. And it even goes to that thing, you know, of women. And I'm just thinking about these stats, man, and it's actually quite it's scary and it's sad for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Thinking that there are women who are able to withhold their children from fathers who want to be present mm-hmm. because they think I don't need him mm-hmm. or they're being spiteful. Mm-hmm. And when you think about these kinds of things and you're like, dude, there's actual ramifications for this. Or for men, again, for men who refuse to take responsibility. Mm. And a lot of those guys are perpetuating cycles that were done to them. You find that they don't care to be a father because their father didn't care to be a father to them. Mm -hmm. So we find ourselves in a situation where a godless society, these are the ramifications of a godless society. A godless society and the reordering of how society was originally meant to be structured by Mm. God. Mm. And it, it, it kind of tackles that conversation that says, you know, we don't need each other. The truth is, we don't do. let anybody tell you we don't need each other. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And you know what, my love? What I'm realizing is that a lot of these ideologies that we are seeing and a lot of things that are sparking up and are coming out of the woodworks right now, these ideologies and these concepts and things that are seemingly not an issue. Mm. But when you assess them like we're doing right now as we talk back and forth, and from a, from a spiritual perspective, we understand that we do not fight with flesh and blood. Mm. Our enemy is not coming at us with flesh and blood. Mm. These are not just flesh and blood issues. These are deep spiritual issues. Mm. Feminism is going to sound crazy and Misha, you're being hyper-spiritual. But if we think about the fact that at the core of it is to divide the genders, it's to create is to dissipate any unity that could be there between men and male and female and rather create animosity. Animosity we see very clearly. Mm. Men are trash. Men are trash and women are just good enough for us to sleep with them, give them a little bit of money. They're just there to serve our pleasure. Mm -hmm. That is war. Mm. Men and women are at war with each other because of what society has perpetuated. I'm not saying there are no issues. Oh, there are deep issues. Mm-hmm. But even this thing of femicide, men are at war. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why. This is such a spiritual thing. It's deep. Because these statistics that we continue to see every time, you know, men killing women, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all of these things, rape, mm-hmm. it's on a spiritual level, it's the enemy going, haha, mm-hmm. I'm winning because I'm dividing. Mm. I'm dividing and conquering. Mm. And if I can mess up the family structure, I've won. Because now I'm raising young boys who don't value women or see the value in them. And I'm raising young women who also don't see the value in a man. Mm. Now, later on in life, we're 25 or 26. We we both grew up with toxic ideas about men and women. Mm. We can't relate to each other on a healthy level. Mm. Now we fall in love. We want to get married. Two years down the line, we're divorced. Mm. Because there was never a healthy view Mm. 
a healthy teaching, a healthy you could you've never seen or experienced what a good man is mm-hmm. or what a good woman is. Because mm-hmm. all we've known is just to be at war with each other. There is a need to understand um, and just just an aside, mm. most of the the men who perpetrate who are perpetrators of this domestic violence come mm. from fatherless homes. Exactly. But there is a need before you even get married to understand, as a man, masculinity. Yeah. As a woman, femininity. Femininity. Yeah. Because the way that mm. currently how society is 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 structured now is that women it's it's being turned upside down yeah, the so gen- the roles are switching dude. the roles are switching women are coming with masculine 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 energy yeah. you know um men are com- men are being feminine feminine, feminine yeah and you have to <laughs> you have to wonder um the scheme that is being that the scheme that play. is being pl- plotted and yeah. at play yeah. where is it coming from yeah because that's not how it was supposed to be. Exactly. That's not how it was supposed to be. Talking about that, do you think women... I think this hyper-independence hyper and... It's something from long ago. In, in, I mean, and I, I might be even short-sighted in saying that this is something that comes from, you know, even apartheid days. Like, you know, it's, it's a system it's been set in place where where because of the the environment because of the time mm. fathers were moved or had to leave the home mm. to go and work mm. so vele vele there was no father's presence right mm. and in that environment and in that space what do you see all you see is a mother trying to make it work mm. all you see is a strong woman raising kids mm. that's all you see for like a full year or six to six months because your father's not home Mm. Right, and 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 these are conversations I've heard obviously from older people. Nothing inherently wrong with that because the men Nabo were victims of a system, mm. you know, they were victims of a, of a system. Now you have a situation where men are leaving the homes to go work in the mines, to go work on the roads, to build roads, build whatever, highways, whatever. Then their families are not there, the things that are supposed to anchor them are not there. Mm. Now we're finding substitutes. Now we find that fathers are drunkards, fathers are falling into you know, they other women now cheating things like that now you have that system that not system that that pandemic of black granddads with father with kids everywhere (laughs) because that was the system they were put into you know and now we have a situation where young men our father's generation grew up not seeing their dads so now can we blame them for not knowing how to be fathers ne bear with me i'm going somewhere Mm -hmm. So we have that generation already starting. Our fathers have never seen fathers be fathers. And now we expect them to be fathers. Fine. Thank Christ some of them stuck around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sadly some didn't. And I'm not saying this is a cop-out. None of what we're saying is that fatherlessness is a cop-out. Mm-hmm. But it is a big issue that cannot be ignored. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And do you see how, how generationally the enemy works? In the same way that God is a generational God, the enemy also works generationally. Mm. If he can mess up the head, he's messed up the whole lineage. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So we, 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 we see this cycle of, okay, Umakulu was a strong woman. Umama Nayangoku is, because she has Umama, because she has no understanding of a man, she never got to see a man mm. be a good man. Or maybe the man was there, but the man was a drunkard. The father was a drunkard and he beat mom. I don't have a good relationship with men. 
So now all I see men as are abusers. Mm. And if I do have a relationship with mine, it's not a healthy one. Mm. You know? So it, it, and we see this even in now, I'm at 2000, we see it's happening. Yeah. It's a cycle that's being perpetuated of fatherlessness, men who don't have dads, da 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 da. It's a double edged sword because the absence of fathers within the home does not only affect the the male child mm. but it, it also affects the female there we go well. so now we're talking about we're coming into that hyper or rather that masculine energy because women now feel like they need to overcompensate do you know what i mean mm. now i'm overcompensating because there wasn't a provider or the rightful provider wasn't there Hmm. The rightful protector wasn't there. I need to put that upon myself. I can protect myself. Yeah, I don't. And now I don't need you. Hmm. I don't need you. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Now it comes in. I'm growing up with that mindset. You're an accessory. Hmm. I can do everything for myself. I don't need you. I want you. You're lucky I want you around. Hmm. Do you see now? You're coming with that energy to a man who, at the core, correct me if I'm wrong, wants to be all of those things for you. But now you're not creating room for him to be that, and you wonder why it doesn't last. Mm. I think you've you paint you've made the illustration of the modern women, but I don't want to um, necessarily say that all men want to be true, like true, that. True, true, true. Some men are copping out. <laughs> as yeah, I said. This is like, this goes to the eroding masculinity. Yes. This is men becoming feminine, mm. not wanting to take their rightful position, mm. right? Mm-hmm. As again, prefacing, we're speaking from a Christian context, guys. <laughs> If in the world, you know, the world is, things are changing. The world is saying you can do whatever, whatever works for you, do you. But yeah. if we're going from a biblical perspective, mm. you know. Let's analyze this closer because mm. you've, you've illustrated the modern women. Um, I'm sure you've seen on Twitter and what's been trending. Mm. And the, uh, what's been trending recently is indoor damast. It's indoor a, damast, I think it's yes. a weekly or bi-weekly thing. thing. It's a thing. No, it's been a thing. Where women are placing expectations from mm. men. Mm. And funny enough, in, in, in the context of radical feminism, mm. women are placing demands on men about provision. Yeah. That's what I've witnessed yeah. about a man must be able to provide these one, two, three, four, me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny in the context of women who saying, you know, I'm independent, I don't need you, yeah. having you around in my life is an accessory. Mm. Yet there is that innate need, mm. the innate desire to <laughs> to be provided for. To be provided for, and these mm. are these are women who are expecting men to be of the same opinion or to be of the same view that they indeed must do yeah. these things yeah so yeah. they're expecting a traditional man though themselves are, are not, not willing, to, willing be to be traditional women they're not willing to behave like traditional women mm. and when i say behave, ooh, behave. <laughs> i was about to say oh you better <laughs> when i say behave i mean in terms of character and mm. nature mm. right because mm. Hey, radical fe- feminism. You know, women <laughs> women are everywhere nowadays. Yeah. Women are everywhere nowadays. Yep. Mm. It's it's tricky. It's tricky because <laughs> it's I said this to you last night and I was like, 
and maybe let me not say this about all women, but I think this is just how we're wired. Mm. There is a primitive desire. And I say primitive because it's what was built into us. Even when they do the caveman stories, you know, you know, it's always that a woman wouldn't be with a man who couldn't go hunt. Who couldn't like do you understand? Mm. Like what must I eat? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You have the genetic makeup. You have the build to go and chase down a gazelle and beat it up and bring food home so that we can have clothes from the hide and food to preserve for the next couple of weeks. Mm. I have the expertise and the, again, it's just that natural instinct, man. I have that thing to be able to say, okay, Nansinyam, mm. I feel like and I'm not diminishing women to say that all we can do is cook. I mean, mm. come on, no. But there is that deep desire to just take care. To multiply what's been brought in. Do you understand? On a different level mm. than a man. Mm. Not to say that you can't provide. You can. But it doesn't have to be on the same level. Mm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's like that, that, that deep desire, it'll always be there. That's how you'll always find... Feminists, even feminists saying no in the damast. They hold the perspective that you can't you mustn't control me. Not to say men must control, but you should have no say. Mm. Ne? Mm. Let me be hyper independent but still provide for me. So I'm 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 expecting you to be traditional in your approach, to be traditional as you pursue me. Hey me, I don't want a man who doesn't chase me. I love the chase. That's traditional. Mm. Because modern women or feminists will say, no, even me, I can chase you. Mm. Feminists will say, I can propose to you. Mm. But some will, have, will hold certain feminist opinions, but also want, do you know what I mean? Mm. That the man to still be the pursuer. Because again, mm. that innate desire to be pursued, to be wanted, to be protected, to be provided for, it's in you. Mm. That's why women are able to say, I said this last night, Ari, hi. It's too nice. Not to say that nice is a bad thing, but from a perspective, you can be a nice guy, but I need a man to be a man. Like, that's how me, I could never be with a feminine man, guys, I'm sorry. And this is not to bash feminine men, but it's like to the point of saying, especially like, I'm like, I think I'm a strong person, very like, pretty, pretty intense. <laughs> I have a big personality. Right, but it's it's it's. I remember one time someone was like when they first. <laughs> I don't feel don't get a big head, <laughs> but someone was like ah, when they first saw you, mm. and then they knew because they knew me, and they saw you, and they were like ah. <laughs> <laughs> For context, my husband is a very chilled guy. He doesn't talk too much. He's he's blooming. He's chilled. And then there's me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so when they first saw you, the assumption was. Nah, you're like a childless man. <laughs> I recall that that was your father. That was my father. Why are you trying to hide? Why are you trying to hide your father's identity? That was your father. Say it out loud. Don't come for my dad. We're gonna fight. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, so but he wasn't the only one. Mm. Even a couple of ladies at church said that they were like, "Ah, this guy's too sweet. You're gonna you're gonna chow him." Again, because of the, I think, warped idea of what masculinity is. Mm. I think that's where that came from. But for me, I saw something different in that there was something about you that was able to just kind of bring me, not down, but like it, 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 
I don't wanna say subdued, but low key. <laughs> you know, it was like a, and still to this day, it's like a, you know, a quiet just strength, and it's like I don't have to be loud. Like you, listen, and you come down, and you're like, all right, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, and I don't think I've ever said that to you, cause why? <laughs> cause you know, I get a big, <laughs> but it's just that thing of wanting. There's just, and maybe I'm not speaking for all women, but ladies, you can tell me if you agree with this. There's just that desire. You know, and that need to have a man be a man, whatever that means for you, right? Um, I mean, I've heard stories of women who cheat, you know, who find other situations while they're in something because just the mendem is not, you know, he's not manning. You know, he's not manning. The thing is, I'm feminine. My friends are feminine. We're feminine to each other. I don't need that energy from you. You know, I'm not saying be rude, be rough, but I'm saying like, you must have a presence, ya munna, man. Imagine now I'm with you and Gary, I'm with my bestie, and we're, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, yeah. so, so, it's, it's, it's that thing. And obviously, a lot of women have misconstrued that to be like a man who beats you or a man who like harasses you and makes you feel unsafe. That is masculinity. No. You know, just that thing, ya and I always say this to you, it's like, you feel safe, you feel taken care of. Like, if you know if anything goes wrong, I can call my man and he's gonna be like, all right, let's do this, let's do that, let's do that. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm the type of girl, at, listen, any inconvenience, I'm trying to call the man I don't care if he's in the meeting. Listen, dog, you won't believe what just happened, you know? And that goes back to that thing. And I saw this on Twitter, where all, like, women were going off. about hi, me, I'll call my man at the slightest inconvenience. And men, funny enough, were like, ah, even my girl, she does this nonsense. Mm. I'm in a meeting, and all she wants to tell me is, did you see there was a cockroach in the house? What must I do? You know? But you could tell that the way they were coming, it was actually a joy for them. That thing of being needed. Hore, I know my girl. My girl needs me around. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so it goes back to that thing. Yeah, Hore, I want... I, you can maybe speak to that. But like, just having an environment as a man to be a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if I come at you with a masculine... You said something earlier about how women coming with a masculine energy kind of repel men. This is mm-hmm. where the conversation comes in. Hore, ah, men can't handle a strong woman. I don't think it's that. No, I think men don't want to deal with a feminine who has... A masculine woman. A a, a woman who has masculine tendencies. Yeah. Because we... we, It goes back to what I said. uh, It's like you're with your bros. Yeah, we're with your bros. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to deal... We don't want to deal the same way that we deal with our women as we deal with you know our our buddies or our friends mm, mm. or even our competitors competitors exactly in, in the workplace yeah. it's just because now women are competing with us that's exactly what's happening babe. and they that's not how we that's not how we view you how much money you make what car you have that you got your own car for a fact or you got your own house or you're making a lot of lots of money that's not a value proposition to us mm. it's not the kind the way we the way that you view us and how you know it's a it's it's a good point for you that we have those yeah, things yeah are not the same way that we view you and the say, boxes we tick for you are not necessarily the boxes you tick for us yes yeah. we don't need you to provide for us we don't we don't want to be provided for for yeah we, we want to be the providers yeah yeah what we're looking for is can we build a life with you? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Are you nurturing? Mm, yeah. And 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 the certain 
we want the characteristics of knowing that if we make a uh, build a build a build build a house you can make it a home mm. sorts of things like that so you see even that's an issue mm. why must i make it a home <laughs> why can't you make it a home <laughs> because he can't you know and that again it goes back to that you know we could take it all the way back to the scriptures man that that we are all equal that's why i would say if feminism was just about equality mm. you know and us being equal in god's eyes man and woman not one ruling over the other i could rock with feminism but when it comes to now it being divisive um and creating that barrier between men and women where we can't relate healthily mm. that's an issue because at the core of it we are the same but we are different and our differences are not something that's meant to tear us apart it's something that's supposed to bring us together mm-hmm. right it's 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 you know, I almost said something that was going <laughs> to not say it but uh, yeah, 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 I'm not going to say it I'll tell you off I'll tell you off it but it's 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 the differences like I said are what bring us together in the same way you know that um 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 the man is a provider, you know, he's a nurturer. The man is a provider, he's a protector. You know, it doesn't mean that as a woman you can't provide and protect. Yeah. Like one doesn't have to, what's the, they don't have to be mutually exclusive, exclusive mm-hmm. right? I, it doesn't mean that I am unable to go and work and get money for the household. That's not what that means. It doesn't mean that I can't, if you know, someone is coming from, as a matter of fact, I feel like I'm more of a fighter than he is, <laughs> you know? But at the core of it, it's like, allow a man to be a man and allow yourself as a woman to be a woman and vice versa you know um i i said something yesterday and i was like in this generation as women we are carrying unnecessary burdens right in this view that we are taking on with men we are carrying unnecessary weight where if we just stood in our femininity and allowed men to stand in their manhood and in their masculinity not a toxic one that no, no, I'm not talking about toxic things. I'm talking about the healthy way of being a man, being a pro. Do you understand that a man is a servant? If you understand the concept, this is a protector and a provider. That is a service. This doesn't mean that you must now serve the man. It's equal in that we're both serving each other in different ways to make a home, to make a nation, to make a society work cohesively, mm-hmm. to raise kids who are not going to go to juvie because their dad weren't, wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So we are running out of time, <laughs> but we could go on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, we could go on, and I think we exhausted the point, though. We've exhausted the point about how gender roles are important. Yeah, not the toxic ones that say women must only clean the house. Not that why, because when we say gender roles, that's where they're gonna go. Mm. Oh, so you in your house, of a sudden. Misha is cleaning there, she's cooking, and you are just going to work, coming back, and she must wash your underwear. No. That's not what we're saying. Why wash the underwear, though? <laughs> <laughs> I read that somewhere. Someone was like, oh, was it in the YouTube video we watched last night? Where she was like, oh, no, traditional woman must just like be in the house, cooking clean, and wash his underwear when he comes back from work, mm. and make him food, and he can just like sit back and watch TV. No. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a healthy relationship between man and woman where we are partners where we're working together you know to make the vision of our home to make the vision of our life come to pass Mm. you know not that one must oppress the other that's not and i don't believe that that was god's plan either you know so so yeah maybe next time we'll try and go into what a healthy partnership 
should look like publicly because also we can't say one size fits all but we can look at it from a biblical perspective and you can materialize that however you see fit in your own relationships mm. but yeah man i think for now we need to we need to wrap it up my love it's been a good conversation mm. um and i trust that we've given you some food for thought yeah um as you engage with this conversation and you do an introspection as to where you lie <clears throat> and then also for yourself to go back into the scriptures i think as much as we had this conversation mm, mm. um it all stems from somewhere so do yourself a favor engage with this conversation but do it with uh scripture in mind scripture in hand mm. uh do it while asking god some questions yeah as to you know what what was his original design for men and women mm. Mm. men and women in the household men and women in the context of marriage and just where men and women in the context of the broader society yeah and see where those questions uh lead you to see what answers uh come to you yeah and um i must say in the quest of you looking for answers go there with an open heart go there with mm. um a willingness to change <laughs> yeah i i bet that some some mindsets that you previously held are going to change once you yeah. engage with Christ definitely definitely thank you so much ladies and gents for taking a listen i definitely hope this is edifying and yeah man i think has been summarized it very well but for now from myself misha and Sibusan. Sambas to say goodbye. Have a good one, y'all. Catch you next time.